We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You are listening to KC Sports Network, the number one podcast network for today's Kansas City sports fans. With former players from your favorite teams, informed perspectives, and former insiders, this is the place for you. KC Sports Network is proudly presented by Emprise Bank, your partner in Possible. What is up, everybody? Welcome into Thursday, November the 10th edition of KCSN Update, your daily Chiefs video and podcast here from us at KC Sports Network. We're so glad that you made this one of just probably many stops on your quest to find the best content you can for this Chiefs team. Uh, we, we hope that you uh, are enjoying it and hopefully you're having a great day. That's what I hope. I hope you're watching this video, having a great day. Hopefully I can make your day just a little bit better by talking a little bit more Chiefs with my buddy Matt Hamilton. He's the on-air producer for the Up and Adams show. Was of Good Morning Football. Used to be NFL Films. He's a quarterback coach as well at the high school level. Uh, so it's going to be a great conversation with Matt. I love talking to him. He knows his ball. He knows football. We're going to talk. We're going to get the five things he's kind of looking forward to. That's what I've been doing. I've been going behind enemy lines. But Matt, he knows all of the NFL. So he's kind of impartial. He's also the host of the KCSN's The Breakdown. I'm sure you've heard him on this channel here before with Matt Castle. He breaks down Patrick Mahomes' plays. Uh, him and Matt Castle go after it. I, I, I love listening to that show. Go watch that video on our YouTube if you haven't already this week. Uh, they talked about Patrick Mahomes' legs and how his legs kind of carried them to this win um, against the Titans. It's a good breakdown, good video uh, to go watch those two guys break down some of the good plays uh, from Patrick Mahomes. Well, he's going to talk Jaguars with us today. I'm super excited to have him on. And I'm going to start with a little nugget, as BJ usually does. But this is from our friends at CBS Sports. They tweeted this out. Andy Reid has 239 career wins. Lots of wins for Andy Reid. Up there on the top, uh, top of the list for coaches. The Jacksonville Jaguars organization as a whole, 183. So if you're looking at that, Andy Reid career wins, 239 the Jacksonville Jaguars total franchise wins 183. Uh, Coach Reed's got a couple, uh, has a few more wins under his belt than the Jacksonville Jaguars. Saw that stat, thought it was really interesting, wanted to share it with y'all. Uh, but before we get into my conversation with Matt, let's hear a word from our friends at DraftKings. NFL Sundays are only getting better, and so are the incredible offers at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. 
Right now, new customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. Check this out. Right now, everyone can earn up to 100% boost with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Go to DraftKings Sportsbook app, place a same-game parlay, and combine multiple bets like which team will win, player props, and total points. So it's one of my favorite things to do is the same game parlays. I like to parlay the touchdown scores a little bit. If you look at the line for the Chiefs, nine-and-a-half-point favorites uh, hosting the Jacksonville Jaguars could parlay that with a Travis Kelsey touchdown score, maybe even a Travis Etienne touchdown score. Dude's been balling out. And with payouts bigger than ever, DraftKings Sportsbook is my go-to place when betting on the NFL. Here's what you got to do. You got to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code KCSN and place a $5 pregame money line bet to get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL with code KCSN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the show notes for details. All right, I'm joined by the man of the hour, Matt Hamilton. Uh, Matt, how are you doing today, my man? I'm great, Tucker. It's awesome to be here with you. I'm excited for this matchup this weekend. Absolutely. I was just talking about the the show that you did with Matt Castle with KCS in the breakdown. Wonderful show this week talking about how Patrick Mahomes uses his legs, everything like that. I always love uh, watching Patrick Mahomes scrambles because I think someone said on Twitter he's the fastest 4-8 guy that there ever was uh, because he always just seems like he's faster than that next guy. Um, yeah, I just love to watch him use his legs. Yeah, no, it is it, it, it is funny. It doesn't always look the prettiest, but no one ever catches him. No one ever gets a clean shot in him, and <laughs> it works for him. It does indeed. Uh, so let's get dive into this uh, Jacksonville Jaguars matchup, a team that I don't know if, if Chiefs fans are all too familiar with. Last season, they were in quite a disarray with, uh, you know, the Urban Meyer. They did get uh, Trevor Lawrence, who – a lot of people, and I'm curious to your thoughts on this too. I guess we can start start here, Matt. What are your thoughts on, on kind of Trevor Lawrence and, and the Trevor Lawrence experience? Because last year, I don't know if we can take a whole lot from that just because of the chaos going on around him. But this year, there's definitely been some flashes of, of him showing, oh, this, this dude's legit. Yeah, and you're right, Tucker. You kind of take last year's season and throw it out the window with everything that went on with Urban Meyer. It, it was really hard to get a, get a gauge on him. But this year, you're starting to see – um, you know, get a little more of a sense of who he is as a quarterback, who he's going to be as a quarterback. And I think you, you see him make some throws that are otherworldly at times. You see the physical talent really shine. I think you see that there's still a lot of growth that needs to happen from the mental standpoints. Uh, you see a lot of mistakes. You see mistakes in key situations in the red zone late in games. And I think that's where, um, you know, that's the biggest thing that's holding him back so far. And that's the biggest area where he needs to still develop, but from game to game, you know, when he's on, when, when things are going well, like we saw last week against the Raiders, he's, he's dangerous, especially when he uses his legs as well. They use him in the run game. They run those zone reads with him. He can scramble. He's, he's a lot more dangerous, dangerous with his legs uh, than I think people gave him credit for. What I think is really interesting too is Brett Coleman yesterday uh, on our KC, on the KCSN update was talking about how sometimes uh, this year kind of reminds him of of the year before Josh Allen really took off because Josh Allen showed a little bit of the flashes right before um, and then there was a lot of the decision making like red zone interceptions um, you know kind of interceptions just in general with Josh Allen before he ended up really 
taking off and being Josh Allen right now. He said he kind of sees some similarities there. I think that's that's really interesting uh, with, with Trevor Lawrence, especially Doug Peterson down there now. I think that that's the right guy down there for him. Yeah, definitely. And you see it already scheme-wise. There's a lot of quarterback-friendly things. The RPOs that they work into it help him out. And um, I like the Josh Allen comparison because there's another parallel there, too, with he doesn't really have – he has some decent weapons around him. He doesn't have that go-to guy, that number one receiver. And remember, Josh Allen didn't become what he is now until Stephon Diggs got there. And I think they're hoping – they made that Calvin Ridley trade, hoping that next year that's going to be the guy, that that can be his go-to guy. And when you slot him in as the number one, all those other pieces really fit well into place. If he's your number one and you have Marvin Jones, Kirk – uh, and those those guys as your as your two and three receivers that's that, that's a pretty good looking receiving core all of a sudden absolutely yeah that's a, that's a really good point I didn't even think about the Stephon Diggs and kind of the Calvin Ridley comparison there too so they they are trying to do the same thing uh, that they're doing and I, I I liked the signing of uh, of Doug Peterson and they spent a lot in the off season too, to try to get things around uh, Trevor Lawrence the right thing to do. Uh, is to build around the quarterback, and he's a good talent. Uh, there's no denying that that Trevor Lawrence is a good talent. That that team uh, could be running the AFC South in a couple of years. That division, Chiefs have struggled against for some reason. Uh, the Chiefs have struggled with AFC South teams. This could be a little bit different. Let's get into kind of some of the things that you're watching for in this matchup, Matt. What's kind of the first, uh, not necessarily matchup, just some something that you're watching for in this game? Yeah, so the first thing um, from the Chiefs' perspective is is handling how they handle that Jaguars pass rush. We've seen the offense at times have some issues uh, with athletic pass rushers, and this this Jaguars group may not be as polished as let's say a, a Bosa and, a, and Khalil Mack or a Max Crosby and Chandler Jones, but there is a tremendous amount of talent up there. Trayvon Walker is still you know still finding himself, but you see the athleticism is off the charts already. And you see him make some spectacular plays in every single game. So keeping him, keeping the other Josh Allen, um, oh, I don't think he'll like me calling him that, but yeah. that the Jaguars Josh Allen under control um, is going to be the key here uh, because the Jaguars do have some issues in the secondary. So if they can hold up in protection, Mahomes can have a field day, but, that Jaguars group, we've seen them wreck some games this year. And this is a team that a lot of the football analytics tend to like. They think they've kind of gotten a bad break record-wise. It, you know, everybody, you know, in the analytics world seems to think this is a better team than what the record's shown so far. The Aaron Schatz of the world um, have them rated very favorably. Yeah, I was looking at some of the – just the – not even advanced numbers uh, before we hopped on here, but I was just looking at some of the team defense numbers. Their team defense numbers are, are good uh, 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 yeah. when it comes to them. And I was kind of surprised because I was like, well, I know their secondary is not very good, so that probably is going to be skewed a little bit in terms of, of their defense. But I was looking at their numbers, and and they're a respectable defense. I think that you know Chiefs fans were looking at kind of Josh Allen, maybe Arden Key a little bit at the, tr- at the trade deadline to kind of bolster their pass rush. Uh, but when you talk about the Jaguars and their pass rush, I think a lot of the stuff, and we've talked about this a lot on KCSN, the offensive line has struggled a little bit for the Chiefs. Um, and a lot of it's been matchup-wise. When you start to look at it, you know, Von Miller's a hard matchup for anybody besides Mitchell Schwartz, it seems like, which is odd, but uh, Mitchell Schwartz handled him very well. Uh, you know, you had struggled yesterday, or yesterday, last week, with Jeffrey Simmons on the interior with Trey Smith. 
anyone's going to struggle with Jeffrey Simmons. I don't think that that's a that's a big shock. But I'm curious to see kind of what the matchups will be, what the Chiefs kind of combat that pass rush with, because they have had some struggles uh, just all over the line when it comes to some some, some specific matchups. Tongue twister there. No, they de- they definitely have, and we've seen them get creative in protection too. I think um, Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy have done a good job drawing some things up to slow down opposing pass rushes, um, while still keeping a you know keeping a lot of guys in their in their route combos and their in their route patterns. You know, we sh- we showed that play uh, the Justin Watson play against the Chargers yeah. um, and how they used Juju Smith Schuster and Travis Kelsey. Um, you know, basically had them go underneath Bosa and Mac just to force them to take wider paths to give Mahomes um, to to make the angles tougher for those guys to get home and give Mahomes a lane to step up in that pocket. So it's cool the way that they're able to draw some things up. You don't necessarily think about um, creativity in pass protection, but um, you know, Andy Reid <laughs> find ways to be finds ways to be creative in every facet of the game. So. He really does. Uh, read a stat before before you got on here about him having more uh, career wins than the Jacksonville Jaguars franchise does. Um, so he's been around the block for sure. Um, maybe not a fair stat to say because the Jaguars started in like in what a one or something like that, but a ninety eight maybe, but ninety in ninety five, and which is right 95. around when okay. he started as a head coach. So it's like it's okay. You know, maybe it's more fair than I thought. Yeah, but I mean, you know. They were an expansion. I don't know. That's fair. You know. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of those tweets I saw, I was like, oh, that seems that seems weird. Um, but no, let's get your second thing to watch in the, in this uh, Chiefs-Jags matchup. Matt. Yeah, so I'm, all, I'm also going to be looking at Travis Etienne and that Jaguars backfield. Um, you know, since they've really made the switch to, you know, it was a, it was a split early in the year with him and James Robinson. Um a little over a month ago, it's been a lot of Travis Etienne. They trade away James Robinson. It's been even more Etienne, and he's been phenomenal. Um, you know, he's a, he's dangerous as a receiver out of the backfield, but I think he's been even better, even more consistent between the tackles than I think people gave him credit for. You know, everybody looked at him as being this, you know, They'll put him in the slot. They'll move him all over. They'll use him in the passing game a ton. Like, no, he's he is also a downhill runner. He's explosive. He's physical. And uh, he's been a driving force in this Jaguars offense for the past couple of weeks. So the Chiefs have done a great job, for the most part, defending the run. Um, we saw him, obviously, everybody has issues against Eric Henry. They had some issues in the first half, but they kept him bottled up in the second half, though. And, uh, you know, I think that's going to be the key. If they're able to make the Jaguars one-dimensional, that'll certainly play in their favor. An interesting thing that uh, I've kind of come to find out, uh, Brett Coleman brought this up, the Chiefs struggle to defend teams that run with two backs, like with a fullback, Um, which I... I don't know. I, I find that curious to how they can kind of combat that. I think it's the lead blocker that kind of throws them off a little bit. Um, I'm, I don't think that the Jaguars run a whole lot of two back, but I don't think the Titans ran a whole lot of two back before the first half of, of last week. Uh, so it's been something that the, the teams have adjusted to, and they do see that it's been, that it's been causing the Chiefs front, the front seven, uh, some problems in the run game. Um, so I'm curious to see kind of what they do in, to combat that or if the Jaguars do and come out and uh, come out and do some of it. We talk about it a lot with main coverage on the on the uh, Chiefs offense. Do teams come out who pr- play predominantly zone and come out and play man coverage just because the Chiefs have kind of struggled against it this year? 
it's kind of the the same thing for the uh, for the for the other offense opposing uh, the Chiefs defenses. Are they going to run with a fullback? Uh, are they going? A lot of teams will have the personnel to do a fullback, but with just a second back in there, um, it's it's kind of uh, thrown th- thrown things for a loop on the Chiefs defense. But as you mentioned, adjusted really well in the second half. I think allowed twenty two total yards. Um, so you can't really complain yeah. about that. And and Spags has really been in his bag this year, uh, defensively. And, and I, that's uh, it's something that's re- been really interesting to me that the Chiefs. Uh, have struggled in the run with two backs. Is there anything that goes into that, Matt, that you think? or That is really interesting. I'd have to study uh, the defensive side of the ball a little bit closer um, to see exactly what's going on there. But, um, you know, if if I were to just, you know, make an inference based on what I have seen and based on, you know, the Chiefs personality, you know, they have, they have some young linebackers, and I think it's, yeah. you know, you see most teams, you know, now have done away with the fullback and it, it may be something that they're just not, um, not as used to seeing um, or, the, you know, still getting accustomed to seeing because obviously, you know, most of the time that, that fullback is coming to block you as a linebacker. Right. So, um, you know, getting used to taking the right angles, meeting him in the hole and, and, and disengaging with that block, you know, a lot, and now a lot of the, the way that, um, the way that offenses are built, a lot of single back sets, they're built for speed. And, and as a linebacker, especially when you have the great defensive lineman up front that the Chiefs have, you just have to find that gap and get through it and use your speed. And taking on a fullback is a totally different animal. That's a good point. I never really uh, never really thought of it that way just because you know, it's something that's not used a whole lot. Um, just could be just something that they're just unborn to. So. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, Matt, let's get I believe we're on number three. I believe this is the, the third thing. Uh, what do you got for us? I'm looking at the Chiefs run game on the other side because I still think, as you know, we saw them have some great moments um, with those 68 pass attempts from Patrick Mahomes on Sunday night, but I still think this offense is at its best when it's balanced and they're able to establish their run. 
Because again, when you don't know what's it's hard, it's hard enough to stop the pass when you know it's coming with this offense. Right. When they're able to mix things up and are unpredictable, it's it's basically impossible. Um, and they and they went away from it. They weren't able to really run with any success against the Titans, so they they just decided to go away from it completely. Um, I would like to see them get back to it a little more. This Jags front is tough. Like rookie linebacker Devin Lloyd's having a great season. Um, we talked about their front four and what they're able to do up there. So um, it's not going to be easy against this team, against this defense, but uh, I would like to see them get back to uh, to this success that we've seen them have at points this year on the ground. Is there anyone in particular you want to see kind of touch the ball more? I know a lot of people in Chiefs Kingdom are saying, hey, let's, let's get a little bit better of a look at Isaiah Pacheco. Maybe Isaiah Pacheco's got a little bit something that we're not seeing maybe from Clyde. I don't know for you if there's anyone that you want to see Clyde get going. You want to see Pacheco. Jerk McKinnon has been really good on the ground this season. Uh, I don't know your thoughts on the Chiefs running back situation. Yeah, everybody loves everybody loves Pacheco, and you can see yeah. why. Like you see some big runs, and it's always you know he's the new guy, he's fresh, he's new. Uh, Clyde has had some issues, um, but I still think I don't. I don't think it's one particular guy. I think we've seen it when they're running well. It's everybody getting involved, and it's really it's the offensive line executing up front and paving the way for them. I think that's that's the key to it. And I think all of those guys are capable. We've seen them all have big games. They're all capable. Um, so I don't think it's necessarily it has to be one or the other between Clyde or Pacheco or, or McKinnon. I think it's just taking care of business up front and, and creating some space for these guys. But I, I do like the things I've seen out of Pacheco. I definitely want to see him more, but I think it's still, you know, keep everybody involved. I think it's it's worked well for them when they've gotten things going. I hope this is a game where the Chiefs can kind of uh, get get things, take care of business done in like the first three quarters, and then they can use the whole fourth quarter to maybe run the clock out with Isaiah Pacheco, see what they got uh, in the run game there. I Listen, you know, I'd love to see the Chiefs run the ball a little bit more, but as a, as a Chiefs fan in the Indy Reed era, I've kind of given up hope that they're going to latch onto that run game for too long. I mean, you see what they did against, uh, against the Titans. It wasn't working, so they just didn't even go back to it. Um, but yeah. we'll see, see what happens. Uh, I do like, I do like them running the ball. I think it opens up a whole lot more, obviously, but let's get that fourth thing that you're watching, watching for here, Matt. Well, we talked about it a little bit already, but it, but it's, it's gotta be Trevor Lawrence, um, in that Jaguars offense. Uh, is he going to make, it's going to deter his, his ability to avoid the big mistakes is going to determine whether the Jaguars can hang or not. Um, because the games when things have gotten away from them, it's been turnovers um, and missed opportunities out of Trevor Lawrence. And, you know, this is a team, when you go back to that Eagles game that the Jaguars played, I mean, it was a mess. It was a mess turnover-wise for them. I think they fumbled like five snaps. It was it was a disaster from that standpoint. If they didn't have that, like they, they gave the Eagles hell in the beginning of that game, and they were on their way. I think there was the path there for them to win that game. I think they were going to win that game um, if it wasn't for the sloppy conditions, the rain that started picking up and their inability to just hold on to the football. So, um, you know, I think a lot of people might look at the records and look at what the Chiefs have done and think it's going to be a, a walk in the park. Uh, but this team has given some really good teams some really big problems this year. And it's really it hinges on Trevor's ability to keep this offense on schedule and just not turn the ball over. What I think is going to be really interesting, too, Trevor Lawrence, a young quarterback. Spagnuolo likes to dial up a lot of different blitzes, a lot of different looks, give give the guys really 
uh, something they haven't seen before. And that's kind of, he wants to test that mental processing ability of these young quarterbacks, but the chief's defense is pretty young too. So I'm curious to uh, see what, you know, kind of what prevails in sort of that sense of the, in that sense, but chief's defense been really good at blitzing, really good at getting pressure with blitzes and showing different looks like that. I am curious to see how Trevor Lawrence does handle that because I do think he is a smart quarterback. I do think that he does have a lot of those uh, elite skills that you can't really teach when it comes to a quarterback. Um, but I, but with Spagnolo, that we we go into these games knowing that he's probably going to be in his play calling bag. Oh yeah, no, he's gonna he's gonna be aggressive and and you're right. Trevor Lawrence definitely has those elite traits, those elite skills. It's just a matter of. Um, you know, as I said, it's it's really a matter of making the right decisions for him and, uh, you know, just staying out of trouble. It really it, it really comes down to that because you see him just do when he's right. The, the phenomenal things he's capable of doing, you see why he was considered this generational talent uh, from a physical standpoint. Absolutely. Uh, Matt, appreciate you joining me. We got one more that we got to get from you one more matchup. What are you looking at? I mean, the last thing it's, it's what I always look for when I watch chiefs games is what, what is Andy Reid going to pull out of his, out of his bag of tricks? There's, you always see something every time you watch a chiefs game that you've never seen before. I don't know how he continues to do this year, year after year, game after game, um, especially in the red zone. But, uh, as somebody who, who coaches on the offensive side of the ball at the high school level, I just love um, – I just have such an appreciation for how he's able to just come up with something every single week, and most of the time it works. And, uh, you know, that's it's just so much fun to watch. And, um, yeah, it's just uh, – I'm going to really enjoy that um, and see kind of what they come up with. I don't – again, I don't know how he does it every single week, and I think there are a lot of coaches that – you know, I, I've coached with some coaches who are like, oh, trick plays, like gadgetry. Like that means you, you know, that means you're not confident in what you right. can do or you don't have a good scheme. Like, no, it's a part of their offense. And it's, you know, I, <laughs> who is anybody to question Andy Reid at this point with everything he's accomplished? And again, you see it all works more often than not. You've had a few disasters, usually when it comes to Travis Kelsey throwing the ball. Right. Um, but for the most part, um for the most part, uh, all this stuff works, and it's just—it really is. It's—it uh, just speaks to his genius, and uh, that he's still able to do this stuff every single game. I think that that—that's a really good point. I don't think about how much it does work. Like that's some some things too. You see teams try to run like the shovel pass at the goal line, doesn't work a whole lot of times. But it seems like when the Chiefs run it, it's like automatic, and the execution of it is something that I I think you got to talk about too, because you can, yeah. you can have all these plays, but like having the guys to execute it is, is a whole different story. It's true. And it tells you the IQ that's there on that offense, but it's also, it, it works because they're able to make it look different every single time. Mm-hmm. When they run those goal line shovel passes, they throw different looks at you. It never looks exactly the same. There's always all sorts of motion. motion they're shifting um, different route combinations. Mahomes does a great job selling anything else that's going on too. So, um, you know, they, they do such a good job just orchestrating it because other teams try to repeat it, as you said, but they're not able to get all the other pieces working the same way that, that the Chiefs are. And that's a credit to um, 
you know, it's a credit to the coaching staff for drawing it out that way, but it is, it's a credit to the players for, for executing it and really selling what they're trying to sell as well and understanding what, what they're trying to do on every single one of those plays. I am a little worried about this game, though, Matt. It is an AFC South team, as I mentioned, just because the Chiefs have struggled against AFC South. Um, maybe I'm thinking too much into it. Chiefs favored by 9.5 points in this game. Uh, I want to get your predictions. I want to get your thoughts maybe on the 9.5 line. What, what do you think about that? I think, uh, as, as usual with those lines, they tend to put it right where it needs to be. <laughs> uh, I do think the Chiefs probably win by double digits, but um, as I said, don't don't be surprised if this game isn't a complete walk in the park because this Jaguars team has been a tough out. They have a ton of young talent, and and I agree with what you said earlier. I think in a couple of years we're going to see this team running the AFC South as they continue to come together. Um, so, you know, while I do expect the Chiefs to take care of business and and keep this thing rolling, watch out. Like you saw what this team did to Buffalo last year, even without you know. Mm-hmm the the competence and coaching and and some of the young talent that they have now uh the, they can sneak up on you so uh the chiefs have to have to be on the top of their game uh to do you know to do what i think they're they're certainly capable of doing what they should do but if they have a little bit of an off day this jaguars team can capitalize absolutely and it's a noon game as well noon games are always tr- tough games they're always a trap game, especially for a team that's going to be used to playing uh, in that afternoon to evening time slot. They, you know, this is only, I believe, their second noon game all year. Uh, that's, that's a hard adjustment. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a great point. Uh, you don't really you, you don't really think about that, you know, on the on the national level when you're covering this stuff all the time. But you're right, like the fact that they played in that either four o'clock window or primetime game every single week, yeah. um, you know. It, it, it does affect the, you know, uh, again, like, obviously I'm working with high school kids. It's a different angle, but I've been, you know, I've been around on, on the NFL level when I was at the Lions um, in their scouting department and, and at Mizzou um, when I was a student coach there. You know, these players, it's, it's all about routine. It's all about habit uh, for these game days. And when you have a different routine every week because you're playing at a different time, you know, yeah. uh, it, it, it does, you know, it does create some, some room for, for guys to get a little thrown off having to deal with all that stuff. So that's, that's, that's a great point, too. Absolutely. Well, Matt, I appreciate you joining me. Appreciate you talking some some shop here. Maybe we'll have you back uh, later on in the season once we get closer to the playoffs. We can talk uh, some playoff matchups. Maybe a little bit more interesting than the Jacksonville Jaguars team. But hey, it's a, this is an interesting team. This Jaguars team. So I appreciate you hopping on. Uh, make sure to go check out uh, Matt Hamilton's show with Matt Castle on KCSN, the breakdown uh, where they break down all kinds of Patrick Mahomes plays, running, passing, and listen. They break down the good with the bad, too. It's not just all sunshine and roses over there at the <laughs> breakdown. They break it all down. So, Matt, appreciate you joining me. Tucker, thanks for having me on. And, uh, yeah, be more than happy to come back anytime. Awesome, awesome. That's going to do it for today's episode of KCSN Update. Make sure to like and subscribe if you are watching us on YouTube. Make sure to follow us on our podcast platforms. Leave a five-star rating and review if you do feel so inclined. BJ will be back tomorrow with Trevor Sykema. They're going to be talking about their three key matchups leading into this game. So until then, I'll talk to you guys next week.